Welcome to my podcast, where if you know, you know, and if you don't, well, you're about to. In each episode, we're seeking truth and getting real, helping you discover your strength and voice to make the best informed choices on your terms in accordance to his will. All right. Well, I don't know what time of the year you're listening to this podcast, but right here, right now, it actually just turned to spring. But what we're going to talk about today isn't just focus on spring cleaning. This type of cleaning is something that you can do anywhere, anytime, any place in your life. And when you think about it, we focus a lot on spring cleaning, but how many times are we going through our closets and getting rid of old clothes before the start of a new school year, say, or we start setting goals for the new year. So we're focused on that come around the holiday time. So everything that we're going to discuss is really something that can be done any time of the year. It doesn't have to be spring. And in fact, I'm going to have one of my good friends on next week to discuss actually cleaning out your house. But what we're going to talk about today is cleaning out the people in your life. And I know that is something that people are very afraid to do, (laughs) but it is definitely necessary. And what I need you to know going into this is that having yourself and your health be a priority is not selfish. In fact, it's necessary because you cannot be the person that you want to be to the most important people in your life who appreciate you and value you and are in your day-to-day, in your home, in your workplace, et cetera, if you are not taking care of yourself. And of course, that means with your fitness and your nutrition, but it also means with your mindset. And I really want to talk about things that we're going to keep in our life. They're going to get the green light, and then there's things that are going to get the red light that absolutely need to go. So let's kick this off. Now, as we go through this, you're probably thinking, wow, so I have to get rid of people, (laughs) Marin? Like, are you kidding me? That's so mean. That's horrible. Like, I I just want to be friends with everyone. And I say this in business and I say this in life. Like, if you're trying to help everyone, you're helping no one. Like, there are going to be people that are your true circle. So for the purpose of this podcast, we're going to talk about the Dunbar's number, which is the notion that there exists a cognitive limit on human groups. So about 150 individuals in your life, you are going to be able to maintain relationships with approximately 150 people. That's what we've evolved to. And why is that important? It's important because so many times we try to hold on to relationships that aren't serving us anymore, um, whether it's because we feel like, oh, we can't eliminate that because they're family or, oh, we've been friends with them for so long. Whatever the thing that we tell ourselves is, we, we hold on to these relationships that don't serve us. And we're maintaining this space of this person being in our life and they're checking off that box of being one of the 150 people. And it's not actually leaving room for the people that should be in our lives and in that circle of 150. So I want you to kind of think about who are these people that right now in your life are taking up space and not really being equitable with their relationship with you. Now, as we go through this, I'm going to share my experiences with this 
Um, and I, cause I want you to know that I have been through this myself. Um, I've had to create boundaries in my life with, to this day, some of the people I'm closest with, um, heck, even my husband, <laughs> where I've created these boundaries and these expectations. And if people didn't meet them, I removed them from my life. And what I do need you to know is just because you're removing someone from your life in this present time, from say your circle of 150, doesn't mean that they can't find their way back into being in that 150. I have people in my life that I had to be distant from for several years who now I talk to every single day. And that's going to happen. And I, I believe that that does happen with people who truly in the end, in the end of game, they are supposed to be in your 150, your top 150, if you will. This isn't like MySpace, like your top 10. This is like your top 150. It's a little, a little more of a broad of a range, but they are meant to be there. So if in this season you do need to remove them, I don't want you to feel as though they're never going to come back because that's just not the case. And I'm a testament to that, that I can tell you that I have had this personal experience. Now, for me, when someone was kind of giving me that red flag of, hey, they shouldn't be a priority to me anymore, is quite frankly, when I would get a text message from a particular person and just the name alone popping up on my phone or, I mean, because if you know, you know, like I text, I don't, I don't talk on the phone. <laughs> um, just that name popping up on my phone is in the form of a text message or voice message gave me anxiety, made me very anxious. It made me think, oh, what now? Or what did I say or do wrong now? And if anyone in your life is making you feel that way, you know that that person and that relationship is just not serving you anymore. Same thing. You have, say you have um, someone coming to visit you or you have some kind of work engagement where you need to interact with someone or heck, it could be a happy hour with your friends and there's maybe someone in that circle who gives you these feelings where you're kind of anxious the two weeks leading up to the event. You know you're on edge at the physical event. And then afterwards, you're kind of decompressing from it and, and thinking about all the things that happened and, and replaying it over and over for weeks on end. And if you think about it, and I'm giving it just the short end of six weeks that this is a, a, an issue, that's six weeks of your life that you have spent being worried or anxious over someone that's not bringing value to you. And that's taking time away from the ones you do love and value and want to spend time with you. So those are the type of people, if they're giving you that heaviness and that anxious feeling, whenever you come in contact with them, you know that they're the first to get booted out of the circle of 150. Whereas those who get the green light are the ones where just being around them is calming. Those are the friends that will send you the text message when you haven't heard from a bit saying, how are you? I miss you. Those are the friends that aren't just reaching out because they need something. They're reaching out because they want to know, how are you doing? How can I listen and be an ear for you today? Those are the people who are getting the green light. The other people that need to take 
you know, exit stage left <laughs> in your circle of 150 are the ones that are constantly living in the past. I know these people, and this is where I was referring to, where you've had a longstanding relationship with them. And so they are the ones that you're reminiscing about the good old days, whether it's when you were both single or when you were in college or that trip to Europe you took together, whatever it may be, that's what they're relying on and what they always talk about. Or maybe it's like, you know, talking about people from your hometown, like, and neither of you live there anymore, whatever it may be. But that's always the conversation. It's never about current events or even the future. And I see this a lot in my health and wellness space where the people that I work with, like whether they're partners with me on my team or clients that I work with, this starts to develop when they begin really working on themselves with their nutrition and their fitness and their personal development. Um, and they really start improving their mental attitude. They physically start to feel better. Um, they start to even look different, right? Because they're getting stronger and healthier. And then what happens is they start to see this shift in their relationships when, and it usually happens, quite frankly, um, the most with their partner, when their partner isn't doing the same. And it does create a riff and a divide within the family. Because when one person is working on themselves and the other isn't, that's very difficult. That's challenging. And I'll be here to say, I don't care if it is your partner. I don't care if it's your best friend, if it's your brother, your sister, your parent. If someone's not growing with you, then they cannot be in your circle. We are put on this earth to grow every single day, grow as humans. We're not meant to be stagnant. You know, we, we are meant to be flourishing. And if someone's not willing to grow with you, then you're going to grow out of them. That's, that's just a fact. So the green light people are those who are growing with you. And the red light people are the ones that are constantly living in the past and bringing up the good old days, if you will. Hey, thanks for tuning into this week's podcast. I wanted to take a quick second to invite you to learn more about being a part of my online health and wellness community. The people I've had the pleasure of surrounding myself with the last nine years while optimizing my fitness and nutrition routine have truly changed my life. You can learn more about joining me through my website at marincrowley.com forward slash flawless fit. Remember, we are a direct reflection of the five people we spend the most time with. Who's in your circle? Okay, now let's get back to the episode. The other thing that I believe is a red light situation versus a green light situation are the people that, and this kind of goes with the growing with you um, versus not, but the people that the only way that you are socializing with them is if it's centered around booze. Now, listen, I... I believe everyone's entitled to their own choices. I am by no means um, a teetotaler, but I respect those that are sober. Um, 
And I will be the first to tell you that in my 20s, I definitely, that, that's what got me started on my health and wellness journey is I knew that I was going towards binge drinking and eating as a source of comfort. And so I, I know what it's like to feel that way. And I know what it's like to, to be without. And I can promise you that I feel much better not living that way. But when the only time that you were with someone is when it's centered around drinking, that's an issue. I don't care what the activity is, whether you are obviously going out to dinner, a happy hour, or you're playing golf. <laughs> you are, side note, like my husband and I never drink when we play golf. I don't know if that's just who we are as people or it's because it's our profession, whatever. It's just not our thing. And I believe it's important to surround yourself with people that you don't need to do those things with, that you can just go for a hike together, that you can work out together, that you have hobbies, whatever it may be, gardening, um, go into the shooting range. God, I hope you're not drinking and doing that. Um, whatever it may be, being outdoors, grounding yourself with nature. I mean, how important is that? Like, I really believe that those are green light people in your life. So the point I'm trying to make is evaluate the people in your life and their habits because their habits ultimately will end up becoming your habits. And I'm not to say that you can never go out to dinner and have your favorite glass of Cabernet or you know, your favorite class of Azul tequila, whatever it may be. I'm plugging them and I don't even get paid by them. Uh, <laughs> but I do believe that there's a time and a place. And we need to make sure that when we're around people, it's a healthy environment. The other thing that I will say, as far as your circle of 150, and this is a major red light that needs to be a full stop on your life. Um, and I know it's ironic that I say this because I am someone who has built a platform, a business, and you may even know me from social media, but social media is a major red light. Now, obviously, the green light would be physically getting together with your friends, like I was just saying, going out, you know, doing things together, being social, off of social. And the reason why I want to talk about that is because as we grow and evolve as, as people, that takes not even decades. I mean, that takes centuries upon centuries for humans to change and evolve, okay? And social media obviously has not been around for, I mean, it's, I think it's going up on like 20 years because I remember joining the metaverse. Um, my freshman year in college, I was one of the, like our school was one of the first schools that could get on it. And so that was literally coming up on um, 19 years ago. So social media really has just been around for two decades, which is not enough time for our human brains to evolve with it. And so our brains are not adapted to being bombarded with the news every day, especially t today. Think about how much disturbing news is on. Um, I mean, 
And you can't even avoid it to a certain extent. The only way you can avoid it is if you just don't turn on your TV and you don't open up your phone. Um, but heck, even then, your your phone will send you alerts of what's going on in the world, right? Um, and I believe in being informed. You know that. But to what extent, right? And I also believe that our brains are not evolutionary evolved and adapted to having this constant battle with people on social media. Whether it's a polarizing opinion, whether it is taking a stance on every, I mean, everyone takes a stance on, like, let's just talk about motherhood, for example, because I'm in the thick of it. You know, my baby just turned a year. Should you still be breastfeeding? No, you should be giving more solid foods. No, you should be breastfeeding as long as possible. Like, Everyone has a stance on anything and everything, okay? And it's public. It's out there. And so it also makes you, what, question all of the things that you're doing in your life. So your body is constantly in this fight-or-flight mode. That's not how we were meant to be, right? So God created that piece in our brain, the fight-or-flight, to protect ourselves from danger. So when you're out in the wild and you're hunting bison, right? (laughs) And you could feel a predator coming on you. That was your fight or flight response. You weren't supposed to be in that 24-7. That's not how your brain is supposed to work. And so the fact that we are on social media with people critiquing our every move, I mean, heck, our outfits, whether we have our kid on social media, whether we don't have our kid on social media. Let me just put a sidebar in. I actually had someone, this was before I had the baby. I remember I did a reel talking about how I wasn't going to share anything like about her name, um, her face or anything like that. And I actually had a stranger, legit stranger. I can't even tell you what this person's name is. Okay. Who follows me on Instagram obviously I've never met them in real life either, tell me that I owe it to people (laughs) to share that. Excuse me? What world are you living in that you think I owe you any information about my child? I literally don't know you. So that's what I'm trying to say is that we are on this platform. Some people do show every private moment, um, you know, and and nothing is sacred to them. You know how I feel about that. Um, I feel as though, like, I don't believe everything needs to be consumable content. I, I really don't. I believe in privacy. I believe in having boundaries. Um, and I believe that if someone in your life is not respecting those boundaries, then they're not getting a a green light. They're part of your red light. They're bumped out of that circle. The people who understand and respect your boundaries, they're allowed in. So social media really is a major detriment and something that you really need to do some spring cleaning with whether it's spring cleaning on the people that you engage with on there. I'm very pro block button. (laughs) Like, what do I care? I don't know you. (laughs) Like, 
Like it doesn't matter. Um, and I also believe that we need to do some spring cleaning with the amount of time we spend on there and, and setting boundaries, physical boundaries for ourselves, um, time limits that we spend on there. And because we do get way too much stimulation. And when you think about it, our brain didn't have this constant dopamine hit. Like when we were created, there was no such thing as blue light. There was no such thing as these perpetual notifications. I mean, that's why I personally got rid of the Apple Watch because my wrist was constantly dinging everything from Instagram to text messages to phone calls to uh, everything. (laughs) I mean, you name it. Um, we, We weren't built that way. That's not what we were put on this earth for. And so obviously it ruins our circadian rhythm, right? Having that blue light and that constantly in our face, especially if someone's doing it late at night, you know, right before they go to bed. And that dopamine hit, it's the equivalent of doing drugs, (laughs) you know, logging on and seeing how many likes you got, seeing the engagement that you're getting on a post or not getting on a post. And that's what I want to talk about too with the spring cleaning is when you think about it. So it's this dopamine hit, right? And so you could open up your Instagram. Like this past week, I did a remix with this, um, it was a reel that a therapist did about sleepovers. It's something that I'm super passionate about. I do not believe in sleepovers. We are not going to do sleepovers. And anyway, I just loved this reel. So I remixed it because sometimes um, this might be something that you may not have ever seen. And so when you do a remix and I do it with it, um, I can add my two cents on the post, yada, 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 right? Well, this thing took off like a rocket ship. Everyone and their mom knows If you know, you know, I am heavily shadow banned on the metaverse. (laughs) I'm lucky if I get a few hundred views on my stories these days. I used to get thousands. Um, Same thing with my reels. I mean, if I have 4,000 views, that's like a really good day. They just completely crush my engagement because they don't like what I have to say. But this reel went, at this point, it's like over 154,000. Now that is a constant dopamine hit. Opening it up and seeing, wow, it's at 1,000 likes. It's at 2,000 likes. It's at 3,000 likes. Oh my gosh, it's 100 comments, right? But then the next day, nothing's changed, right? Like I haven't changed. Um, I still look the same. I still woke up, had the same normal routine, still doing the same things I always do, right? And then you wake up and then it's what? Back to reality. And it's that deflating feeling. So your emotions, when you open up the app, whether you're seeing a news cycle or you're seeing a particular comment or you're seeing um, engagement numbers, whatever it may be, it is a roller coaster of emotions. And we as people are not evolutionary evolved enough to handle that. Our brains cannot handle that. We can't, we, we have not by any means adapted to that cycle. All right. We've clearly identified who are the toxic people in your life, right? Like I'm sure you have some images in your head right now and you're probably wondering, all right, Marin, I've identified who they are, but how the heck do I get rid of them? <laughs> and it doesn't need to be anything dramatic. Okay. I, 
I think a lot of times we make it more than it is and we think we need to have this big blow up fight or um, we feel like it just needs to be this big, big to do. And it doesn't need to be at all. If anything, use time as your healer and use time as your space filler for these folks. You know, a lot of these people who are toxic, they have two major traits, at least I have found in my own personal experience. Um, they are codependent and or narcissistic. And with that being said, codependent people need a host to feed off of. And if you can't be that host for them, then they're going to move on to someone else. That's just the way it works. You ever notice that that person has like a new BFF of the moment, you know, every few months to a year. And it's because whomever they decide to leech on to gets sick of their BS and moves, you know, they have to move on to someone else and, or they just find a new group of toxic people that are totally cool with the behaviors that they have. So I wouldn't say that it needs to be a big event. And I think the reason why a lot of people stop or don't start, I should say, with this space and, and, and removing people is there's guilt. We feel like we're the bad person. We feel like, um, you know, we, we, we owe it to the friendship <laughs> or, you know, whatever it may be, we, we, we start labeling ourselves as the bad guy and you're not, trust me, you're not. And the other thing is we tend to think that people are going to change because that's what narcissists do. They rope you in. They start, you know, making you think that they changed. They start, um, you know, acting like a different person and then boom, right back to their normal habits. And so just understand that people change when they want to change. You can't make anyone change. So when it comes to these deep-rooted friendships you have, my biggest recommendation is don't be so quick to answer. Don't be so quick to show up at the happy hour. Um, the more times that you start pushing it off, the less you're going to be invited and it's going to be a non-issue and they'll just move on to someone else. Now, when it comes to family, I totally get it. That is, um, that's a harder one, you know, because there's certain situations you can't avoid. There's certain people you can't avoid. Um, it involves maybe your, your partner or it's, you know, um, the partner of your sibling. It could be a parent, um, whatever it may be. So I get it that that's more of a challenge than certainly someone you've, <laughs> you've interacted with online um, and even a longtime friend that you've had. So when it comes to your family, my biggest recommendations is creating boundaries when it comes to your space, your physical space, so your home, um, and also time management, like managing that time around that toxic person and creating an ally within your family. So whether it is your spouse, whether it's, you know, your sibling, um, making sure that they're around whenever you have to engage with whomever that person is that kind of triggers you and it makes you feel a certain way because you just can't avoid being around them. Um, that's my biggest recommendation because a lot of times these narcissists, 
you know, they love to manipulate when no one else is around. So it's your word versus theirs. And it's not necessarily going to happen when you have that ally to kind of help call out the BS. So I would do that. And the other thing that I would recommend is just setting boundaries with time. So if that person's coming to visit you, this is this is when you can visit. This is the time frame. Um, if it's some kind of event like a family reunion or something like that, set a boundary for yourself. Like, you know, oh gosh, I can only be around this person for like two hours. Then as soon as you're alarm goes off on your phone that you've been there for two hours, exit. Like not 201, you know, you want to make sure you protect your energy. Because like I mentioned earlier, there's no sense in having your peace disrupted weeks before you know you have to be around this person while it's happening and then beyond. It's just not necessary. Time is so valuable we're only here for a short amount of time. And so make sure you put that value into spending it with people who you want to be around and make you feel good. So how are you going to spring clean your life? You got to remove the people who will give you anxiety. You need to remove the people that aren't growing with you and are constantly living in the past. You need to remove those who have toxic habits that are seeping into your life and preventing you from living your best life because you're engaging in those toxic behaviors as well. And you also need to set better boundaries with social media, with the people that you're engaging with, as well as the amount of time that you're spending on there. Get out into nature, ground yourself. Get a new hobby like myself. I'm gardening now. <laughs> hey, my tomatoes and cucumbers are thriving. Baby steps. But get outdoors. Really enjoy life that way. I promise you there's so much more to life to enjoy off a screen versus having that little device in your hand, giving you FOMO, giving you anxiety, creating arguments with people, yada, yada, yada. Make sure you tune in next week where we sit down with my good friend, Laura, who organizes homes for a living. So we are spring cleaning the people in our life, and we're also going to be spring cleaning our homes. I'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening to the If You Know You Know podcast. I hope this episode resonated with you. If you want to get more of this type of content, make sure you follow me on Instagram at M.A. Crowley. And if you love this episode, let me know by tagging me on IG or even leaving a podcast review. See you next week. And remember, if you know, you know, and if you don't, well, you're about to.